just Crystal B. Thanks for tuning in to Crystal B Talks. I like to emphasize that life is about living in a STEM world, which consists of science, technology, engineering, and math. And today, I got a very special guest. She is also a pageant queen. <laughs> and you also get to see in our conversation how STEM plays a big role in her accomplishments. Let's give it up for Michaela McGee. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I appreciate the round of applause. <laughs> Thanks for being here today. Oh, well, of course. Thanks I for inviting you. me, Crystal. I, I appreciate it. So how was your day today? Today has been good. So, you know, woke up, tried to get a workout in, but mm -hmm. overslept, if we're being honest, went mm -hmm. to work and rushed over here to meet you. Which, <laughs> crazy story, everybody. So me and Crystal have actually never formally met. She mm -hmm. reached out to me, um, being the girl boss that she is. Get, taking action and getting things done and <laughs> we linked and so we're a product of what you see today yes <laughs> so one of my questions i have is how you switch from being a board to a news reporter to in healthcare like the healthcare mm -hmm. oh yeah so i can say my journey has been very much so filled with different career avenues a lot of those that i never really expected myself to get into mm -hmm. so out of college I, I i was actually living in florida at the time and loved florida wanted to stay there but didn't really know you know what my calling was what my purpose was i wasn't really finding career or job opportunities that were really catching my interest so mm -hmm. i ended up moving back home to st louis and just threw myself into any and everything i started substitute teaching i was coaching i was just trying to gain some knowledge and background education on the side to try to figure out what my passions were and i ended up playing with the st louis surge which is our professional women's basketball team here and while i was playing with them i was serving as a dual role as their communications and social media manager. So playing both roles, I was able to get a lot of experience there. And I went and did an interview on Fox 2 News with their sports team about the surge. And they actually ended up coming to me afterwards and were like, we have an open position in the sports department. We think that you would be great here. Just, you know, you have a good speaking voice. You have a good presence. You know sports, you're from the area. So I was like, let me go ahead and check this out. Again, with no real background experience, I didn't go to journalism school, but I said, you know what, we're going to vamp this resume up, yes. we're going to go out there, we're <laughs> going to give it the good old college try. Got the interview, it went extremely well, but I lacked experience. I was green, what they would call you in the media world. So they didn't that. offer me the position that day, but they did offer me a paid internship. So I was able to get into the station grab a camera, really go out into the field and get that hands-on experience. Mm -hmm. And three months later, after just working hard and showing that I could do this, they came back and offered me a full-time position at the station. So yeah, I was able to do news all around St. Louis in the greater St. Louis region. I was able to do sports and anchor and cover the Cardinals, the Blues, the Olympic trials that came here for gymnastics. Um, I believe in 2021 or it was a while oh, ago, but it was just great. And again, I always saw myself being on TV. I didn't know at what capacity that would be in, but I loved my broadcasting career. And I'm kind of just going through the whole timeline of things. But, you know, then my heart felt called to something else, you know, and I'm a big person. Like if God puts it on your heart, it's for a reason. So I prayed on it. And guess what? Pageantry came into play, which is something I never expected on my journey because I am, you know, a three sport varsity athlete in high school, division one college athlete, played professionally for about three years. So 
pageants were not on my radar, but somehow, some way, it came into my life. And when I decided to do it, I gave it my all, and I was able to go to Miss Missouri USA 2022 and win on my first attempt, which is not very normal in that world, especially for such a prestigious yeah. pageant. Mm -hmm. So I spent all of 2022 being your Miss Missouri USA, and then ironically fell into healthcare. Mm. So crazy story here as well. <laughs> like, I, like Crystal's gonna be like, "All right, girl, you just you just I talk because here we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you the stories, okay?" I was rounding up my reign as Miss Missouri USA. And of course, those thoughts of what's my next step going to be. And I was looking to get back into media. You know, I was putting myself out there. I was getting with an agency, um, sending my reels out. And even though I was getting great leads, nothing was really connecting. None of the opportunities that I was really looking for, even if they were interested in me, they didn't have open positions at that time. So I had to really go into prayer and to faith and be like, God, I'm going to trust you with my next steps and wherever you lead me, you know, let that be. And a friend from 11 years ago who I used to play select soccer with really? 11 years ago, we have wow. not spoken 11 years, reached out to me randomly on Instagram who works for SSM Health now, and she's an RN and has been with SSM Health for about three years. It's a small world. It's a very small yeah. world, but I mean, out of the blue, just yeah. reached out to me and was like, Michaela, you know, we are starting this new clinical recruitment team. We are looking for a communications specialist who can come in and kind of wear dual hats, multiple hats, handle social media, do internal, external communication, and really be a storyteller. And Although I don't have experience in healthcare, I was like, yeah, you know, that sounds like where my passion lies and something that I could be of service in and mm -hmm. bring some value. So I applied and ended up getting the job. And so now I'm with SSM Health, which is a company that employs over 40,000 people mm -hmm. in the Midwest region. And I handle our internal, external communications, doing a new social media strategy specifically for recruitment. And I'm so ecstatic for this whole new adventure even though i don't really i mean i can sit here and say i don't necessarily know what to expect or what's really going on but you just figure it out day by day and it's been great awesome so you use a lot of it's not like you use a lot of your transferable skills from your internship and your previous job with the stl slurge into healthcare. Yeah. yes i would just say you know for anyone watching or any young woman young man is that you don't always have to have everything figured out. And I think that's one thing, me being a very goal-oriented person, someone who's very much so a go-getter, I would stress, literally overstress myself thinking that I had to have all my plans figured out and that if I didn't have something accomplished by a certain time, then mm -hmm. that I was failing. Not realizing that everything that I had to go through and every job, every work experience, whether I hated it or loved it, mm -hmm. was giving me the skills and equipping me and preparing me to get to the next level each and every single time I've only ever elevated. And if I had to take a step back, it was a step back to learn something which propelled me to even greater heights. So don't be afraid to, to move at your own timeline and also don't wish away time if that makes sense. Don't wish away the moments where you're there learning valuable skills that are going to help you in the future to be a great leader, to be an entrepreneur, to be your own boss maybe one day. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, I mean, there's nights I've gone to sleep crying, just thinking I was failing. And if you look back at my life, if I were to put my resume in front of someone, they'd be like, mm -hmm. failure where? But, you know, we can be your own toughest critic sometimes.
I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, so going back to you being a pageant and that was your first time like in the pageant, what inspired you or what made you wanting to even be a part of it? and compete yeah I think that's the, the golden question you yeah. know I actually ended up meeting Joy Forrest who was Miss Missouri USA 2021 an event oh. that I was covering as a reporter for Fox 2 News and when I met her you know she was great she was just so kind awesome and I didn't really know much about the pageant that she won I didn't know much about Miss USA or Miss Missouri USA so I really started researching I researched this organization the women who have been through this organization and have competed, what they were doing now compared to when they were competing. And I just saw a lot of opportunity there, especially in the media field, right? So I was like, mm -hmm. I could see this being a stepping stone, a, a kind of propelling mm -hmm. agent for me to get to a big network and to have that media career that I've always dreamed of having, mm -hmm. you know? And um, when I started doing it, again, it came with a lot of unexpected twists and turns, mm -hmm. and I'm not from that world. I, mm -hmm. I've never been from that world, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, I would consider myself someone who enjoys fashion and all that stuff, but I wouldn't say I'm a fashionista by any means. I'm not a makeup mm -hmm. expert or guru, you know? I kind of wow. just go with the flow, mm -hmm. but I studied and I learned and I did what I had to do to go get the crown. Mm -hmm. So also while you was preparing yourself, like, how, what was you doing at doing that time to stay in shape, too? Because I know in pageant world, you have to look good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you always want to present your best self mm -hmm. and a component of pageantry. And I think just of of leaders in general in the world, especially if you want to be a, a leader of a lifestyle, right, mm -hmm. is taking care of your health. So healthy living has always been a very important component of my life as an athlete. Both my parents were athletes. So I was very much so raised on how to eat healthy and how to take care of my body. And I just took the training that I learned from being an athlete and the workouts that I did in college and used that to prepare for okay. Miss USA, which is something I believe separated me a little bit from my competition as well, because I wasn't necessarily coming in, I would say, with a very feminine looking, you know, petite look. I came in looking strong. I looked like an athlete. And during my time preparing, I used this hashtag Strong is sexy, you know. I, I love think, it. Yeah, like we don't have to to mm -hmm. hide ourselves from the gym or hide ourselves from weights because yeah. you can still look very feminine and very beautiful with a muscular build. And I kind of wanted to be the the vision for that. I wanted to be uh, someone that young girls could look up to and be like, you know, I can be strong and I can still be beautiful and I can mm -hmm. still be sexy and I don't have to try to look like what the media portrays as beauty. Mm, I love that because sometimes in the media too is like if a female have like muscular arms, you know, they feel some type of way like, oh, I can't work out. I can't use, I can't like lift weights and stuff with mm -hmm. my arms. I will look like a man. So the fact that you said like you had an athletic build, that's, that's, a, I love that because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of females need to hear that more um, and it's okay to like work out, go to the gym, mm -hmm. fill your muscles up. Um, and just like eat healthy overall because I feel like people try to double like down that a lot. Right. Yeah. And it's and essential like, mm -hmm. for a long and healthy life. Yeah. I mean, if we want to talk about building healthy communities and building healthy people and really showing care for our loved ones and our friends, yeah. it starts with your health. Let's let's be preventative yeah. 
and proactive instead of, you know, having to get to the point where you're in the hospital and you're having to take a bunch of medications and you're having to go through the extreme battle of losing tons of weight. If we take care of things early on, we mm -hmm. don't even have to get to that point. Mm -hmm. I 100 percent agree. And going back to you being in media, too, do you still utilize technology like in your everyday life and, you know, you still like representing this Missouri 2022? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even though I have passed my crown, yes. we actually have an amazing young woman who just was crowned Miss Missouri USA 2023 Autumn Black from Kansas City, who is in the STEM field. So I would love to get her on this show <laughs> with you. But I, even though I don't wear my crown anymore and I don't wear my sash anymore, I feel like I will always be a representative of our state and a leader in my community. And I'm still very heavily involved in events and charity work and my own nonprofit, More Miracles. Uh, that I'm working to build up from the ground, which, hey, you know as, as well as I do, building anything up from the ground takes a lot of dedication and hard work, but it's coming along beautifully and I'm mm -hmm. excited about it. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always, I put that responsibility on myself. I want to be a leader. I want to yeah. be someone who is a game changer and who makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to hold myself to a certain standard of what that looks like. Mm. And I'm, I try to live that out every day. Some days I feel like I fall short. Some days I feel like I exceed it. Mm -hmm. But as long as I'm making progress each and every single day, I'm okay oh, with that. Yeah. So how do you motivate yourself to continue doing what you're doing yeah, every day? Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. I mean, a lot of my yeah. motivation stems from my faith, you know, okay. knowing that I, I live a very purpose-driven life, that I'm put on this earth to accomplish certain tasks and goals, mm -hmm. um, one, to honor God in everything I do, but two, to truly be a servant to the people who are in my life at whatever capacity that looks like. Um, I really think that servitude is the greatest form of leadership when you can humble yourself enough to to serve others, even if it makes you look weak, even if it makes you look less than, because um, one, in God's eyes, he, he honors that, and two, it, it really makes a powerful impact when you can look at somebody eye to eye, meet them, have compassion and empathy for the position that they're in, and go on that journey with them to create a better future, and that's what I really strive to do with my nonprofit, More Miracles. Oh, what about your nonprofit, girl? Okay. <laughs> What, what, so what's uh, your goal for your nonprofit? Like, what's the goal? Yeah, so More Miracles is a very family and community-based organization, and we really try to emphasize, uh, you know, career building and self-development. Basically, it's a leadership development program, essentially, okay. that's charitable. So we do a lot of mentorship. We're bringing in young girls and young men who mm. aspire to be leaders in their community mm. and teaching them with different levels and tasks. So let's say we're dealing with very young kids. Well, what's one one thing that you really care about? Let's say that's mm -hmm. keeping our communities clean. Okay, well, let's go ahead and start helping you learn how to organize something like that. Let's, let's get you uh, a form to bring out to your community to create a cleanup task force where you guys go out once a month and you pick up trash in your community. Okay. Little things like that. Um, we also do, a like I said, job development and job placement. So mm -hmm. we partner with a lot of other local nonprofits and organizations to help okay. get adults placed in careers so that mm -hmm. they can help fund their lifestyles, keep their families together, keep their homes together. Um, and another one that I'm actually really passionate about mm -hmm. is, is the therapy aspect of it and oh, making sure that people are getting that in our community. Yeah, getting, <laughs> getting the resources that mm -hmm. they need to 
be able to heal from their past trauma so that they can have a very successful and and prominent future. I love that. I love that. Awesome. So another question I had since, well, I feel like you already mentioned it. You said you was a D1 athlete in college. Yes. Okay. So what sports you played in college? I played basketball. Just like, yeah. You played basketball? I was a hooper. <laughs> yeah. I would like to think I still have a little bit of game, but you know, I've moved on from that part of my life. I've loved it. I mean, being an, being an athlete was really, it really encompassed who I was growing mm -hmm. up. I mean, I was in any and everything. My parents threw me in everything. I absolutely appreciated and loved it because it helped shape the woman I am today. But mm -hmm. as you get older, you start to realize your passions and your interests change. And even though mm -hmm. I still love sports, I've just realized that there's so much more I can offer to this world other than my athletic ability. And I think that's why I've fallen in love with the creativity and storytelling mm -hmm. of sharing what's going on in our community and really voicing you know, things that are dilemmas within our community as well mm -hmm. and, and bringing light to that so people aren't in the dark or they're not getting caught off guard. Oh, I love that. I love that so mm -hmm. much. Okay, so I think that's all that we have today. Um, I do want to mention that she mentioned a lot about being in the media, um, which is a form of technology, part of STEM. And if anybody would like want to do a career path or career change, I feel like in society moving forward, technology gonna be a big part in everyday life. So yes. well dang, I'm sorry. Yeah, we could have touched on that for ten more minutes. If yeah. we want to talk about that, you um, want to tap on it yeah, really quick? I do, I do. But yeah, especially within media, technology is changing mm -hmm. and it's changing rapidly. Yes. And we are always looking for individuals who are up to date on the latest, right? Mm -hmm. So especially as journalists, we're seeing this world change. We're seeing everything go very much so digital, even straying away from television, right? Oh. So I think staying ahead of trends that we are seeing there, seeing how mm -hmm. you can use um, AI technology to like speed up production times, right? I think that's something that's gonna be heavily explored here. But one thing that you do have to keep in mind and also be aware of, is this artificial intelligence and a lot of the um like the the deep fake mm. the deep fake videos that are coming out right i i think we're living in an age of deception in a sense to where you really don't know what's real or what's fake and i think some of that deep fake uh video characteristic yeah. characterization can cause a lot of confusion so if you're going to be going into an industry like media and mm -hmm. using technology please come in with, with good intentions, morality, and, and really being ethical about your work. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have to start placing more guidelines and restrictions around what that looks like in this field, mm -hmm. especially media, since yeah. it's already so scrutinized, it is. Um, even within the past five to 10 years, mm -hmm. you know. But um, yeah, there, there's so many opportunities here, and especially for people to create their own lanes. And I think it's something that if you're interested in, Definitely explore it. Mm -hmm. And then also with you being a healthcare and I believe you in a healthcare communication specialist. Yes. Um, do you use a lot of like computers? Like do you talk to your patients or clients um, via software? Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's actually some some system work that we're mm -hmm. actually in the process of developing right now. How do how are we utilizing um, 
AI chat boxes mm -hmm. and, and automated responses to get people the questions and answers that they need immediately. Mm -hmm. Going to an online scheduling system to where people don't necessarily have to make the phone call. They can go onto the computer, schedule their appointments, find their care providers mm. um, who's closest to them. And of course, internal and external communications are always gonna be a thing. So computers, knowing how to use your email software, team software, uh, mm -hmm. there's, I mean, there's recruiting platforms that are being built out that are so sophisticated, sophisticated in a way, but yeah. still simple for users, you know, to where you can go through and generate leads and, and find leads, respond to candidates on the recruiting aspect mm -hmm. side of that in those terms as well. So again, technology is going to forever be changing. It's going to forever be upgrading and it's going to impact every single aspect of society and every career. So it's important that we have people in STEM. It's important that we have people who are willing to step outside of the comfort zone. We need people from all different backgrounds to come into this space and, and take up space. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. You basically covered everything I wanted to say. <laughs> well, perfect. <laughs> I love it. So awesome. Now, in my closing remarks, I would like to say no matter what your occupation is, whether you're an Uber driver or an athlete, you can utilize the STEM formula, which is science, technology, engineering, and math to enhance your lifestyle today. And thanks for tuning in to Krista V Talk. See you in the next episode. Bye.